Why are poetries considered to be beautiful? Poetries are considered to be beautiful because they express emotions. A lot of writing forms express emotions, but poetries definitely go deeper. It is amazing how intricately the words and sounds flow into a piece of poetry. Listen to these lines attentively. I love people who harness themselves and ox to a heavy cart, who pull like water buffalo with massive patience, who strain in the mud and the muck to move things forward, who do what has to be done again and again. Here, the poet is describing the type of hardworking people she loves the most once who work like an ox. They pull like water buffalo and have patience. They know what it means to endeavor and suffer for the desired outcome. You see, writers usually utilize zoomorphism in these kinds of poetries. It's a technique in order to speak more clearly and interestingly about a human subject. It can also say something about their perception of animals. The tale of Custard the Dragon by Ogden Nash presents zoomorphism in the first two stanzas. Here, the poet invests animals with the qualities of human beings. So let's recite the tale of Custard the Dragon. Belinda lived in a little white house with a little black kitten and a little grey mouse and a little yellow dog and a little red wagon and a really truly little pet dragon. Now the name of the little black kitten was Ink and the little grey mouse she called him Blink and the little yellow dog was sharp as mustard but the dragon was a coward and she called him Custard. Custard the dragon had big sharp teeth and spikes on top of him and scales underneath. Mouth like a fireplace, chimney for a nose, then really or truly or daggers on his toes. Blinda was as brave as a barrel full of bears and ink and blink chased lions down the stairs. Mustard was as brave as a tiger in a rage, but Custard cried for a nice safe cage. Belinda tickled him. She tickled him unmerciful. Ink, Blink and Mustard, they rudely called him Percival. They all sat laughing in the little red wagon at the realio, trulio, cowardly dragon. Belinda giggled till she shook the house and Blink said meek, which is giggling for a mouse. Ink and Mustard rudely asked his age when Custard cried for a nice safe cage. Suddenly, suddenly they heard a nasty sound and Mustard growled and they all looked around. Meowch! cried Ink and Oh! cried Blinda. 
for there was a pirate climbing in the wind pistol in his left hand pistol in his right and he held in his teeth a cutlass bright his beard was black one leg was wood it was clear that the pirate meant no good Belinda paled and she cried help help but mustard fled with a terrified yelp in trickled down to the bottom of the household and little mouse blink strategically mouse hold but up jump custard snorting like an engine clashed his tail like ants in a dungeon with a clatter and a clank and a jangling squirm he went at the pirate like a robin at a worm The pirate gaped at Belinda's dragon and gulped some grog from his pocket flagon. He fired two bullets, but they didn't hit, and Custard gobbled him every bit. Belinda embraced him, Mustard licked him. No one moaned for his pirate victim. Ink and blink and glee did gyrate around the dragon that ate the pirate. But presently up spoke little dog Mustard. I would have been twice as brave if I hadn't been flustered and up spoke ink and up spoke blink we'd have been three times as brave we think and custard said i quite agree that everybody is braver than me belinda still lives in her little white house with her little black kitten and her little gray mouse and her little yellow dog and her little red wagon and her yellow chulio little pet dragon belinda is as brave as a barrel full of bears and ink and blink chase lions down the stairs mustard is as brave as a tiger in a rage but custard keeps crying for a nice safe cage the tale of custard the dragon by ogden nash introduces the characters of the poem in the first two stanzas the central character is belinda who lives in a little white house she lives with a little black kitten a gray mouse a yellow dog and her little pet dragon they have a red wagon too thereafter the poet tells us their names the kitten's name is ink the mouse blink the dog's behavior was as sharp as mustard and hence she calls him mustard moreover she calls her pet dragon as custard why do you think she called him custard was it because she found him sweet that's something to think about ogden nash presents the description of the dragon in the third stanza custard the dragon Though it was little, it had big, sharp teeth. He had spikes on top of him and scales underneath. His mouth was like a fireplace, and the nose appeared as if it was a chimney. Such a description brings about comic effect in the poem. Moreover, it had claws like daggers on its toes. Here, the poet humorously distorts the pronunciation of the words "really" and "truly" as "realio julio."
in the fourth stanza the poet talks about the bravery of the characters belinda has been presented as brave as a barrel full of bears it means that she was fearless about anything that might happen whereas a pet cat and mouse chased lions away from the house mustard was as ferocious as an angry tiger but custard being timid of all nagged for the safety of a cage he felt that a cage might protect him from any threat in the next section of the poetry ogden nash presents how belinda cared for her pet dragon and how it made others jealous of this she tickled custard without mercy this tells us that she was affectionate towards him that's why the poet uses the adjective unmerciful when she tickles the dragon she appears to be very fond of custard however ink blink and mustard are jealous and call him percival now percival was one of the knights in king arthur's stories percival was innocent of all the knights and became king arthur's favorite it is believed that percival was uneducated and mocked by everyone as he lacked heroic traits custard is called percival because like percival custard also lacks qualities of bravery and fierceness percival was king arthur's favorite similarly custard appears to be belinda's favorite and that's why they called him percival out of envy the poet says sitting in the red wagon they laughed at him playfully ogden nash has used imagery many sound words and plenty of rhetorical devices to bring out the beauty of the poem belinda giggled till she shook the house is an example of hyperbole the mouse blink said weak it is according to the poet a mouse is giggling however custard only cried for a nice cage when everybody played they even mocked custard asking his age because he cried like a baby the following stanza begins with the repetition of suddenly the poet has done this to create tension in the poem and draw the attention of the readers that something drastic is about to happen this is an example of palilogy now they hear a nasty sound from the window it makes everybody anxious mustard growled and fearfully looked around him in cried meowch and o oh, was said by belinda as if they were somehow anxious by the sound they heard in meowch there is a pun it is an amalgamation of two sounds mew and ouch the pirate has a pistol in both his hands and holds a cutlass in his teeth which is a short sword used by sailors his beard is black and one of his legs is made of wood his appearance makes it clear that he has no good intention belinda brave as barrel full of bears pales and cries for help after seeing the pirate mustard brave as a tiger flees from the scene 
with a terrified yelp. Terrified yelp here is transferred epithet because yelp is not terrified. Mustard is terrified. So this transfer of adjective here. Whereas ink and blink who chased lions down the stairs ran to hide. The cat trickled down to the bottom of the house and the mouse ran into its hole. But Custard, the real hero of the poem, jumped up to face the pirate. He snorted like an engine. He clashed his tail like chains in a prison when he approached the pirate. Here the poet uses a simile and compares his tail to the iron chains in a prison cell. In irons, the poet refers to the material for the thing made with. It is a use of cynic docky. So when he says iron, he means chains. Moreover, he made clattering and clanking sound. Thereafter, moving his body, making a jangling sound, went at the pirate like a robin at a worm. Just like the way a robin prays at the worm, the dragon prayed or attacked the pirate. In the next section of the tale of Custard the dragon, the poet says that the pirate became astonished to see Belinda's dragon. He gulped some grog or alcoholic beverage from his pocket flagon to gather some courage. Here the repetition of G sound is an example of consonance. Whatsoever, he fired two bullets at Custard but missed him and Custard gobbled him up. The poet Ogden Nash has used plenty of figures of speech in the poem and that is why we have imagination of the sounds made by the animals, the fear when the pirate steps in, the boasting attitude of ink, blink, mustard and Belinda and of course the fear of the dragon. Let's go through the rhetorical devices one by one. There's alliteration in barrel, brave and bears. The poet has also used anaphora in the first and second stanzas with the use of little. Moreover, there is use of simile in the phrases like sharp as mustard, mouth like a fireplace. Then, Ogden Nash has very beautifully used nouns to imply the characteristics of the animals. Mustard implies that a dog is sharp. Custard implies that the dragon is very sweet. Chimney implies that the nose was long. The poet associates the qualities associated with those nouns to the features of the creatures mentioned in the poem. Such an association of ideas is called metonymy. Of course, there's metaphor too. Metaphor is a figure of speech in which a word or phrase is used for comparison. In fact, it is a covert comparison and not like simile where we use like and as for comparison. So the metaphor examples are daggers on his toes, chimney for a nose. Apart from these figures of speech, Ogden Nash has also used irony, sarcasm, satire and innuendo throughout the poem. For example, brave as a barrel full of bears has been used to describe the fearless Belinda in the beginning. This contains innuendo as well as irony because when the pirate comes in, Belinda asks for help. Then there's allusion to 
Percival, one of the knights of King Arthur's round table. Sounds such as weak, growled, clatter, clang, jangling, etc. contain onomatopoeia. They are sound words. Apart from that, there is tautology in at the Rialio Trulio Cowardly Dragon. Rialio is actually really and Trulio means truly. So that is tautology. Then of course there is personification too in the way ink, blink and mustard tease and talk like humans do. The last two stanzas of the tale of Custard the Dragon act as a refrain. A refrain is repetition of a stanza or two at intervals of a poem. These stanzas are the repetition of the first stanza and the fourth stanza, just like other ballad poems. There are only two differences. One is in the first line of the first stanza here. The poet adds still to refer that they lived in the White House even after the episode of the pirate coming in. Another difference is in the last line here, the poet uses but at the beginning of custard keeps crying for a nice safe cage. It's an ironic reference to the dragon's behavior after all the bravery that he showed in the previous section. Still he kept nagging for the safety of a cage even after he gobbled up the pirate. Belinda was happy and embraced him. The tiger-like mustard now licked the baby-like custard. Here the poet ironically says that nobody mourned the death of the pirate. They were elated. Ink and blink gyrated around the dragon who saved their lives. The tale of Custard the Dragon by Ogden Nash presents themes such as appearance versus reality, hypocrisy, courage, love and jealousy. The main theme of the poem is appearance versus reality. Here the creatures like the cat, mouse and dog appear as courageous, but in the crisis they reveal their real cow dice. In contrast, the ugly and formidable dragon, who is in reality dangerous of all, appears as a coward creature. But during a crisis, he saves everyone. So someone's appearance doesn't make the person powerful. It is on how someone reacts during problems or crisis. Moreover, the theme of hypocrisy is present in the 9th and 13th stanzas. Here, the showy creatures run away when the pirate creeps in. They even give baseless explanations about fleeing away from the scene. However, the dragon's comments add a cherry at top of Ogden Nash's irony. He remarks, I quite agree, that everybody is braver than me. The Tale of Custard the Dragon by Ogden Nash is a poem written in the ballad form. So what is a ballad? A ballad is a poem or song narrating a heroic story in short stanzas. However, the humorous elements in the poem make it an ideal example of a parody. So, parody is written with deliberate exaggeration for comic effect. Nash, through his poem, tries to give a moral lesson. Hence, it is also an example of a fable. In a fable, inanimate objects or animals can speak. 
and each character represents a human quality like one can find in an allegorical poem there are a total of 15 stanzas in the poem each having four lines in it only the 13th stanza contains six lines the rhyme scheme of the poem is a a b b and it goes on like this this rhyme scheme is also known as a regular rhyme scheme and nash preferred this rhyming pattern while composing his light poetry i'm sure you would also agree that it's a lovely humorous and a poetry that teaches us the life skills